Welcome back to Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every Throwback Thursday. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode eight. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've been so confused today. Um, titled Whisper to a Scream. But before we get into our usual segment of trivia for Terry, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics. Another week, another trigger warning because Degrassi continues to go there. This week, we explore the topic of self-harm, but we bear witness to problematic consumption of alcohol as well, or presumably alcoholism. I don't know if they ever label it. As always, if you have to listen to us on mute or not at all, we understand your need to do so and protect your peace. Yes, and that I'm tired of Penny. (laughs) <laughs> she's still letting she was, it rip over there well that and she was sitting over here still laying minding her business and then i press record and she gets up and decides to shake her whole body and i just <laughs> know the microphone picked up on it so i'm just irritated like in the middle of your intro she was over there shaking her ass <laughs> rue tried to break out the room uh, before I can't we recorded, stand it. so she'll I be busting in here soon enough i'm so sick of her and you know what i just want to say that um my on my other show because I have eighteen thousand shows that we just literally. Um, somebody's dog was scratching at the door in the background, and it was just like that's what y'all do. All you guys do is sit and make noise in the background of these podcasts, and we're tired. Mm-hmm. Specifically, when you go to record, like before recording, it's whatever. The minute you press record, it's on. <laughs> let's turn up. All right, <laughs> let's turn up for some trivia. Who interviews Ellie and Paige for their interview for the co-op? Caitlin. Well, what's her last name? What is her last name? Ryan. Caitlin Ryan. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Losing it. Spe- speaking of last names, what is Rick's last name? Is it Rick Murray? It is. Oh, okay. I should I was be celebrating say- <laughs> your success more. I'm sorry. I was really trying to trick you with this one. Because you asked me this a long time ago, and I did not know that man's last name. I was like, have I asked this question before? As I read it right now, I said, "Mm, did I ask this like eight seasons ago? I don't know. You see? That is her breaking into the room or trying to. Um, We got to throw out these dogs. You know, it's her gotcha day today, too. So she's really just on one because she's had all these treats. Just want to be clear. That was a joke. Please do not report us to PETA. We are not throwing out anybody's dogs. Right. I rescued this one, so I wouldn't give her back, and she's about to go ham. Anyway, um, let's see. So this is a where we would get into Terry's tidbits. I don't have too many because I'm ready to just get into the episode and get this day over with. Nothing against the listeners. Nothing against Chris. It's just been a day. Um, this is <laughs> <It has>. apparently <laughs> the first Ugh. episode that covers self-harm in Degrassi history. Um, okay. Mm. Because I was going to say Toby, but I guess that would be disordered right. eating. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's what I thought too, because I'm kind of surprised, but maybe 
it makes sense for the times that it came out. I think it was definitely shed a light on self-harm more. Like when I was growing up, I definitely heard about it more than maybe they would have in the eighties. So that was interesting. And I love that. Don't love that for Ellie, but I do love her character development and the fact that they give her like such a big storyline. Mm-hmm. We get to meet her family. Um, and then apparently not apparently this is the first episode I caught someone saying whatever it takes. So that was just a fun tidbit to, to recognize or was it i don't know i watched two episodes last night so i'm just out of it <laughs> i can't remember if emma says whatever it takes this episode or the next episode um oh and i try to like n- make note of that and record it each time i don't think emma's in this episode actually so i'm definitely thinking about next week we will cover that next week <laughs> yes she's they say it like three times back and forth whatever it takes whatever it takes whatever yeah. it takes whatever it takes whatever it takes like it's like a good <laughs> five times in the episode so i remember i wanted to record each one and after maybe the third time i was like this is enough they snuck it in that episode for sure because it's the first time i noticed it so glad to know that i'm totally thinking about a different episode so on top of that tidbit that was a lie um <laughs> this <laughs> episode i realized do you re- we'll talk about it when we get there too but did you realize that like the the time lapse they did for ellie where they were doing like all the different transitions when she was like all up in her co-op and stuff like that yeah apparently this is the first episode that takes place over like more than a week so apparently it's supposed to be like a week or two that this one episode takes place over whereas normally it's within a week so that's why oh, that is that what that was like that. Mm-hmm. oh okay because i just thought they were sh- you know what i don't know what i thought actually trying to be fancy or something because i had the same then, thought because it's crazy because at some point in time i um the person says you were late twice last week three mm-hmm. times a week before and so yeah obviously this takes over like not just one week or two weeks like sounds like three weeks at least at least three yeah so wow Mm, missed that entirely my dumbass. Mm-hmm. that was uh definitely interesting to me so i'm like what is this montage music and these transitions and then i was like oh yeah because then i found it on the degrassi wiki and i was like that would make sense that they were trying to make it look very different because it was uh over the course of three weeks so we get to see ellie's life happen in a span of three weeks wow shit went south real quick for ellie huh so fast Let's actually talk about it. So in our opening scene, we see people dressed in camouflage, kissing babies and saying goodbye to people as the camera pans past Ashley. I don't know why I said Ashley because it definitely says Ellie. <laughs> Look, okay. I just want to say, I can't read. I don't know what's going on with myself. I read Harry Potter to my child every night and I'd be like stumbling over these letters. I don't know what's happening. I don't. But anyway, <laughs> the camera pans past at Ellie alone on a bed say it again oh girl i'm so tired look it has been a day ellie's dad who is in the military sits down next to her and he says that he's going to be fine he's just going on a peacekeeping mission um at the risk of getting political it seems giving hunger games vibes i'm just saying peacekeeping mission peacekeepers um is that what they really did Also, because when does any people show up with weapons as a means to show peace? But anyway, um, he tells her that her mom is going to be fine and to keep things together. And in this scene, her mom does look like she's doing well and she's put together. But when Ellie inquires about her mother's well-being, her mom responds. Don't make a scene, Eleanor. Just shut up, smile, and move. While she is inhaling tensely through her fake smile. 
It's the next day at school when Ashley inquires about Ellie's well-being. She mirrors her mother's attitude and sentiments and replies, He's in the army. He leaves. It happens. So I guess the theme of this episode is people who are not okay but pretend like they are okay, which is actually everyone. Yeah, Ellie is a reflection I, of society. That's a good point. I also realized that like, once the mom was doing all that, it's very clear that the mom's not good at expressing her feelings, which we come to figure out. Um, but that's probably why Ellie suppresses hers too, because the only parent that she spends the most time with doesn't let her express herself, which is going to mm-hmm. lead to things that we're about to talk about. But it's literally just like by default, that's how she learned to deal with whatever she's dealing with. And that's also why she doesn't even like try to tell Ashley what's going on, who's her friend, who she probably could have been able to talk to, you know, who yeah. actually cared, but she just doesn't even know how to. I yell at people all day to lead by example, and now we're seeing it. <laughs> anyway, Ellie has an interview later that day for her co-op, and she sarcastically denies that she's nervous. So she very clearly is. She's interviewing against Paige and worried that she, Paige is going to get it instead of her. Meanwhile, at Degrassi, Terry has a secret admirer who's leaving roses on her locker. She wants it to be Rick and admits this to Hazel as he saunters by the both of them. Mm. This is interesting because, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, you'll find out this is like the Mm. beginning of the end for Terry and I hate it. But I was kind of interested in the fact that Hazel wasn't like, ew, you know what I mean? Before we know what Rick, what we know about Rick, that she wasn't like, oh, gross. Like she was actually encouraging her to go for it, which any of the crap goes down is i guess her being a decent friend and it's the first time we get a storyline from terry all season so yeah and she was pretty supportive about terry later on just in like the nature of their relationship i like in a couple episodes jimmy kind of expresses his negative sentiments and hazel's like look i know he's kind of creepy but she's happy mm-hmm. and that's what matters so good friend nice. right Ellie's day is not going so great. It starts with a pop quiz immediately after she's reminded by Paige that they're competing for the same co-op. Marco sits down during lunch to complain about the pop quiz, but he got a B plus, whereas Ellie did not do so well. I don't remember what grade she got. Probably failed. Whatever. D. I guess Marco is coming to better terms with his sexuality because he's admittedly smitten when he sees Dylan across the cafeteria. He's like, ooh, my, look at him. He leaves Ellie mid-sentence to go talk to Dylan, only for Paige to sit down in his place. Paige is practicing for the interview later that day in some terribly horrendous fake glasses when she accidentally spills some, like, colored drink on Ellie's white shirt. Ellie rushes to the background, background, see, exactly, (laughs) bathroom, to try and scrub it out of her shirt to no success, and she's further defeated in her day. Poor Ellie. Paige didn't have to do all that because if you're going against somebody in an interview, why would you share your goals? Like, why are we we're competing in this sense? So you're just being extra. Right. Um, also, Ellie was a victim, but as a standard, don't wear white to an interview. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Or on picture day. Yeah. She's young, so it's truly not her fault. And she clearly doesn't have appropriate guidance at home. But mm-hmm. if I had a child who was interviewing, I would tell them not to wear white. That's a very good point. I mean, Paige knew, because we know yeah, Paige, Paige is shady. Yeah. The accident was a bitch, was it? <laughs> I guess Paige does come back later, but we'll get there. She decides to interview in a yellow raincoat instead. What was this look we were going for, Ellie? Because I think the stain was better. 
Right. I feel like there probably was something better in the Lost and Found than this rain jacket, but go off. It's just so odd. She's sweating profusely and ruining her dark eye makeup in the process. It's bad. The interview is just not going well. And eventually she just admits to Caitlin that she's really nervous. Then the interview appears to turn around, but Ellie probably doesn't believe this to be true. She's, I mean, honestly, she bombed the interview. She's interviewing mm-hmm. in a raincoat, sweating profusely, messing up her makeup, stammering over her things. The good news is that Caitlin is a very understanding interviewer because, again, Ellie's right. a child. Like, yeah. Because I'm assuming a co op is what, like an internship for them? I did not have this in I, my high school. Yeah. So. <laughs> I also didn't look it up, um, but I'm assuming it's some type of work study or something. Maybe I just I've known work studies in college. I've never known them to exist in like middle school or like junior high. But yeah, I mean, they're not getting paid for it, does it seem so? I think they probably were more popular back when people would go from high school to the workforce versus going straight to college or like a trade school so maybe not so much as popular now but what the hell do i know yeah also it's canada (laughs) true meanwhile degrassi hazel encourages terry to just ask rick they have terry styled so terribly in this episode I don't even know what she was wearing. It was like probably a large skirt. She always just looks so frumpy. And Terry's a bad bitch. They killed me because her hair is also dyed, like bleached. And they didn't do a great job with it. And her eyebrows have gotten thinner and darker. But they just don't give her the page or Manny Fitz that she deserves. Like They don't. And it feels problematic. Absolutely. All right. Where are we? Hazel solicits Manny's advice and Manny gives a very telling response (laughs) that Terry should go for it if he's single because life is too short. And then she's like gazing at Craig as he walks by. Her in this hat, another rendition of the paper boy hat. (laughs) Oh, Manny. Anyway, so Toby shows up on some creep shit and he's like, Hello, Therese. Asking Terry if she knows what he's thinking. So now they think, well, maybe Terry's admirer might be Toby instead of Rick. Why? Uh, honestly. But also, Terry, I mean, Toby was being a weirdo. I, it was just a very odd storyline. I you know. know they, yeah. They got to pair it up with like the palate cleanser. That's true. Because I was going to say, I feel like they were just doing it to give Toby and Terry a storyline because they haven't had one in a while. Right. It's unfortunate because, you know, like, usually the palate cleanser is a light topic. and But mm-hmm. watching this, knowing what happens is just, I want it to be happy. and But we really bring this back and they ruin it. But anyway. Not the same effect, for sure. Ellie arrives home after a stressful day to find her mom passed out on the couch with the TV on. We're led to believe that her mom is drunk because there's an empty bottle of vodka next to her on the table. Ellie brought home dinner and she, as she had been asked to do earlier. She tries to pretend like things are normal. She's telling her mom about her day while making her mom a plate. Her mom turns her up her nose up at her dinner and Ellie retreats to her bedroom to do homework. While she's doing homework, she accidentally drops a protractor on the floor while she can overhear her mom vomiting in the background. And this moment, she makes the decision to intentionally harm herself. 
I, you know what? I'm surprised you didn't share this earlier because I wrote in here and I guess, you know, it's been a day. That it's just like, I just know that they edited this scene out of the US version when it aired because they show her actually doing this act of self-harm while mm-hmm. we see her crying. And that was just, it just seems like they would edit this off of TV in the US. For sure. actually show it. So that seemed like a bit much. The next day, Ellie arrives to school dressed in all black and overhearing Paige bragging about how well her interview went. Miss Sovey arrives to let them know that Ellie got the co-op, not Paige. Hooray. Ellie is super happy that she got the co-op and Paige accuses Caitlin of feeling sorry for Ellie. Bitch, you jealous. And that don't make even make any sense. Right. And Ellie also has experience with like doing journalism because she writes for the grapevine and she like takes photos and stuff like that. So it is a fitting co-op, whatever it means. Paige just wants to be on camera. And I don't know that they were necessarily just doing that. But we knew that since, who was it? Was it Ashley's? Whose parents came to town that they were trying to impress? At, no, Ash, somebody's step. Someone's step parent, Ashley's right? mom? Maybe. Toby's mom? Toby's mom. It was Toby's mom. Was it Toby's mom? Yeah. Yeah. Ashley was in on it too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we know from season, what is that? Season one, that Paige is like trying to be the star. I mean, you don't have to know from season one. It's just Paige's personality. But yeah, it didn't necessarily make sense for her to get it. And that's why Ellie did. But she could make yeah. herself feel better however she pleases, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, whatever helps you to feel good about yourself. Right. Terry comes around the corner talking with Ashley about her stepbrother, Toby. I think they're like joking about, you know, you're going to be part of the family. Wow. (laughs) Didn't see this coming. And it's very nice, fun, lighthearted teasing. Toby pops up to creepily answer her question. Are you following me? I don't really understand where I was going with the sentence. Honestly, I didn't care about the (laughs) storyline. Ellie goes to her co-op and she's eager to be working with Caitlin. I just every single time I see Kelly where Caitlin and Ellie started and knowing where they go, I get pissed at like the trajectory of the relationship. Caitlin deserved better. And I will never forgive the Degrassi writers for that. Very unironically, Ellie's job is to call teen hotlines today to get more information about how they support teens in crisis. Fun fact. When I was in like middle school, I feel like I've mentioned this. I used to go on this website called teen central And I would read all the questions that the teens would write about their problems. And you could respond with advice to their problems. And in hindsight, I think that there were signs that I would end up being a counselor. That would make a lot of sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm kind of intrigued that they would. I mean, I'm sure they screened them because I was about to say, you know, some people would just be up there acting a fool. So I'm sure that they were screening them. (laughs) Um, so. Or not. (laughs) It 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 me they were definitely Stop screening it. them they no. were a- they were absolutely screening their responses um so sometimes i would give good advice but again i was 12 and 13 okay all right let's just leave it at that okay i'm not proud that's so funny you were up there talking about some breakup with him at like yes <laughs> yes i was the og breakup with him <laughs> Anyway, we get this montage, which Terry talked about earlier. It blends Ellie's next few weeks together. Okay, great. Wild. Because looking at it, I said that it blends her next few weeks together. So I guess I knew. And I just, I don't know. I guess 
I didn't I'm, take note. You knew it subconsciously, I'm sure, the amount of times you've watched it. <laughs> yes, this makes sense. Ellie is talking to her dad on the phone and she covers for her mother who continues to pass out on the couch. In several of these scenes, Ellie seems to be dangerously close to sharp objects, which I presume she used to cut when no one was looking. And she does. She continues to cut, care for her mother, and attend her co-op. The co-op is interfering with Ellie's education and she is arriving to school late for too many days. You were late twice last week. Three times the week before. You could lose your placement over this. The attendance clerk is tired and she was coming down hard on Ellie over her lateness without even bothering to inquire about her well-being. Because y'all know me, this is a counselor. A kid who's never late. She's got perfect attendance and she starts showing up late. Did you bother being like, hey girl, what's going on? Of course not. I always be fighting with them when kids show up late and they yell at them. And I'm like, I'm so happy to see you, child. Wow, I'm so glad you came in. Why are we yelling at an eight-year-old for being late? We know this is mama's fault. Right. The eight-year-old can't drive. And also the fact that like you would keep them from going to class because they're late is a wild concept to me because my high school used to do that. Like if you got there past the bell, they would hold you. And we had like, I can't think of what it's called now, but we had double periods. So like you would spend like two hours in a period. So if you got there like 10 minutes late, you had to sit in the cafeteria with Uh, an administrator while your class is going on because they said you would disrupt the class why can't I just go to class and learn why am I sitting here for two hours I just it doesn't make much sense and in from Ellie's perspective she's showing up late she had not shown up late before right it seems to be a pretty small population at Degrassi so you probably know what's going on in her home life Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of kids at Degrassi uh, not the way Miss Sauvé has time to sit with them each day for an hour. Right. And so with that being said, it's just, I mean, it's a TV show and the focus isn't on the adults and being empathetic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it hurt my soul. I'm just throwing that out there. That's fair. Because Ellie is over here trying to hold it together for her parents and the adults in her life and no one cares to ask her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why? Who's you know? holding it together for her? Mm-hmm. Where are we? All right. So um, Ellie is upset about the news and now she's got another thing to be anxious about. She runs to the bathroom to self-harm in plain sight when Paige walks in and almost catches her. When she doesn't see, while she doesn't see Ellie in action, it doesn't take Paige very long to put things together. She sees the protractor, the blood, and takes in Ellie's evasiveness. She confronts Ellie outside the school. Why would you do that to yourself? Does it feel good or what? Then she tries to encourage Ellie to talk to Miss Sauvet, but Ellie brushes off her support, which really makes sense because it's like, bitch, I don't know you and I don't like you and we have never been friends. Yes, they do not like each other. Remember when they were going to the beach together? Neither of them right. wanted to be around each other. That's she a good is point. constantly mocking Ellie, calling her a vampire. Like, yeah, no, I wouldn't listen to you either. And for what it's worth, Paige is in the right and she's being a mm-hmm. good person. So I, but I which get is, both sides. Yeah, which is new for Paige though. So I could understand the hesitation too. Cause it's just like you nine times out of 10 do not care what anyone else has going on. So I do enjoy this for Paige's character that she's actually like stepping aside herself to be like, oh, like this has helped me. So this can help you like mm-hmm. no strings attached. You know, I know we don't like each other, but. 
Like, right. I don't I don't like you, but I don't want you to be hurt. Right. Which is so nice that's a very age. Yes. Look at that. Beautiful. Um, Terry finally asked Toby if he is the one leaving the roses on her locker. I just here I am complaining about the it being the fun plot. Toby tells Terry that he was actually doing a science project about her alleged clairvoyance and Terry failed all his tests. He's not her secret admirer. He was just doing a project. Terry waits at her locker for hours, apparently, to be young again. Like, you just right. have hours. Only to catch Rick leaving the rose on her locker. They walk off talking and we're led to believe this is the beginning of a budding romance. Vomit. Gross. Ellie overhears Paige having a conversation with Miss Sophie that was clearly about her. Look, I don't care if you get mad. What you're doing is dangerous, okay? It's scary. Ellie accuses Paige of only doing this because she wants her co-op position. Paige is like, no, girl, this has nothing to do about this. I wasn't even thinking about it. You are legitimately hurting yourself and you need help. Paige tells Ellie that there's nothing or Ellie, what? There we go. Paige tells Ellie, girl, if there's something wrong with you, then show me your arm. She repeats it several times. Show me your arm, Ellie. Show me your arm, Ellie. And then Ellie kind of breaks down and she shows Paige her arm. Paige tells Ellie that it is okay. Later that day, Ellie is wearing the same outfit, I guess. So it's the same day. Ellie is seen sitting quietly with Miss Sauvay. Ellie feels bad, like she wasted Miss Sauvay's time because she like didn't talk during her entire counseling session. But Miss Sauvay is very empathetic because she tells her, you know what, you'll talk when you're ready. And she asks about seeing Ellie tomorrow. Very interesting to me to see that Miss Sauvay has so much time to meet with Ellie daily with all these problems that these children have, but I guess they only have like 12 <laughs> kids. Anyway... Wow, and I also threw a, a passive-aggressive statement in here about it's probably easy to actually see kids when your boss doesn't have you managing student records and testing. <clears throat> a bitch was mad. So how was, you feel, though. <laughs> man. Anyway, Ellie tells Miss Sauvay that she's going to see her tomorrow, and the episode ends. I don't have a moral, so. Let's see what I came up with. Because... To me, the freaking, the stories, again, as usual, felt very different. So I couldn't find one. I think my main one that I got is just that not every issue is yours to carry, especially when you're a young adult. Mm -hmm. Um, And that it's okay to ask for help when things seem out of control because it's not up to you to fix them. Um, And then also just to speak up if you see someone struggling because they may need help or be too afraid to ask for it. Like, even though one of her real friends did ask her how she was, she wasn't ready to talk about it. But even though Paige stumbled upon what she stumbled upon, it really helped that she kind of kept pushing Ellie. Um, Because we don't know where Ellie would be if she didn't. Like, if she just let her go on about her day, then something worse could have happened to her. So Right. And so I think kind of what Paige said early in the episode ties into that, where she says... or at the end of the episode earlier right now. I don't know if that made any sense. (laughs) Anyway, she says, look, I don't care if you get mad. What you're doing is dangerous. It's scary. So she kind of gets an adult. She's like, look, somebody's doing something to themselves. I don't know what to do with it. They're not my friend. You need to take care of this, which is the right thing to do. Um, A lot of like harm reduction in schools is focused on teaching kids who to talk to 
but also mm. how to notice signs within their friends when it happens because they're going to tell and show their friends before they tell and show an adult. Um, and it, honestly, sense. it makes sense. If you think about it, there's 30 kids to one teacher, but they all hang out with each other all day. They hang out with each other at recess where the teacher might not be to also watch all 30 kids. So mm-hmm. they're in a group of like three to five kids of them and they're having talks with them amongst each other. They're going to notice when something's up with their friend before you do. And then they're going to tell you about it. So that's how a lot of that goes. And so we kind of saw that take place with Paige and Ellie. Because right. ultimately, again, there were warning signs for Ellie, but, you know, they got 800 jobs. Yeah. And again, her the only parent that she has at home isn't even paying attention to her because she's not awake half the time to even like recognize anything. And she's talking to her dad on the phone. So like he definitely wouldn't have seen anything different. This also reminds me of the Full House episode from back in the day where Stephanie's friend was getting abused by the father and she like told her father about it. Um, It was a really sad episode, but uh, same sentiment where they're young kids and she, do you remember that episode? I don't remember that episode at all. And I used was, to be deep in Full House. I used to love Full House. It was when they were younger because Stephanie uh, was probably like, third or fourth grade or something like that they were pretty young um but she recognized and i think she told like uncle jesse or something like that and they ended up calling someone to help and she felt bad about it but they were pretty much telling her the same thing like you said something no one else was going to do anything because he was showing up to school this way and no one did anything about it so yeah i've been meaning somebody recommended reading her book on social media so i've been meaning to add it to my list i think it might actually be good i watched her on a podcast and she's had a very very interesting life since full house Yes, the internet said it was pretty good. In fact, I'm about to download that now. What else do I have to do with my time besides parent and podcast? Wow, is that going to be my new alias? (laughs) Parent Parent and podcast. podcast. That's all I do with my time. That is you to the team. It's my new identity. Trademark it. (laughs) Anyway, do you have any more questions, comments, concerns about this episode? No, I'm just very excited for next week's episode um, because it's a fun one. (laughs) That's going to be some level of debate because girl, Manny. The dolls. You Mm. know, it's going to be top tier. All right. So next on Degrassi with Sean and Emma having officially broken up, the latter sets her sights on the new kid. Chris Sharp, while Manny tries to get Craig's attention. A trip to a rave eventually leads to a falling out between the longtime best friends. Meanwhile, Spinner is a bit uneasy to be around Marco when he begins to think that Marco has a crush on him. Because <sighs> it's an eye roll for me. That wraps this week's episode of the Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoy your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, rate and subscribe on any of our podcast formats. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under somewhat derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatevertakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on your airways next Throwback Thursday. Whatever it takes.
Uh, now 